Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's December 15th, 2022, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling Post Show. I'm Joel Pearl. I am here every Thursday for Post Impact with my number one, with my ride or die, my bestie from the city. It's Cresta Star. Cresta, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm hopped up on caffeine. I thought you were going to say bestie from another testy, but we'll take city <laughs> instead. We'll take it. I don't want to go that far. My parents might be watching. They'll have questions. Uh, hi, mom and dad. We're, I know we totally look alike. I'm your unadopted, unofficial child. Oh, it's true. That's yeah. You, everybody here. You're you're all my my unadopted, unofficial. Sorry, that's the Tuesday show. That's not. That's, not true. <laughs> that's, that's when that's when Joe Joel Gacy gets his time on. Oh my God, not Joel. G- the man lives. I'm just saying, the man lives. Anyway, that's we had back seeing your haircut now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the guy went and got a haircut. They didn't do a great job, but they did a good enough job. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> It's there are three places in my new area where I could have gone to. One was like we're cash only, and I'm like, well, I'm cash. No, okay, I am ca- mostly cashless as a human being. I walk around with my phone, and that's my method of payment. Fair. So I walked in, and they're like cash only, and I'm like, see you bye. And then the next place was like we have three people in line, and I was like, okay, I don't want to wait upwards of an hour because there's only one barber, and Ugh. he's been in service for thirty plus years. But everyone was like, this guy's great, and I was like. I don't have a time. So I'll go another time. And then the final place was like, they're okay, but they also like do too much. They're one of those barbers that are like, we'll give you a cigar and we'll give you a beer and we'll do all these things just to make you feel comfortable getting your haircut. I just want a haircut, man. How much is that damn haircut? Because I'm not trying to spend more than $20 on this. So this place, <laughs> this place was only 35 but they want 7 okay. for a beer. And they do packages that are like 50 bucks. It's not for me. Some people are all for it. Go for it. If, that, if that's the experience fans. you want, that's fine. I want my barber to like know what the hell they're doing and just no nonsense. Just have a good chat, have a good snip, and we're good to go. Just like a good moil. A good what? Never mind. People who don't do that. <laughs> Impact wrestling. Hey. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. At least Brutus the Barber briefcase gave a free solder massage. That's a really hard line to say. At least Brutus the Barber beefcake gave a solder massage for free. Wow. And if you want to give us a solder massage, you can go ahead and leave a super chat. It's that little dollar sign in your youtube.com slash fightful chat window. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. If you want to donate a humper chat instead, and give us some more of the pie. Cresta, tell them what they can do. You can mosey on down to humperchats.com. Any amount there, get your chat read online. Like Joel said, we get to keep a little bit more of the proceeds from that. And Sean Rossap says, hey, we're doing a good job. You guys like it. We love you. And we'll get Joel a massage and a haircut from Brutus Beefcake. Or the specter. The specter of Brutus Beefcake. Happy birthday to me. Is that what this is? 
It could be. It's your birthday right now because we said it is. It's all in kayfabe. Yeah, that's right. It's not June the 1st. It's actually today. Uh, hey, if you're here watching us, uh, whether you're on Facebook or if you're YouTube, whatever it is, just leave a thumbs up. If you're watching us on Twitter for some weird reason, hello, welcome. It's good to see you. Got you in the chat. Hope you're doing well. We got a lot to talk about Impact Wrestling tonight. This was the first of the uh, shows that they did in Florida this past weekend. And uh, quite a notable uh, main event. We have new tag team champions, the Motor City Machine Guns, dethrone Rhino and Heath. So that's big news. Uh, kind of looking forward to where that all plays out at uh, Hard to Kill coming up in a month. And uh, the rest of the show was, well, there was some good stuff, I think. But uh, I don't know. Did it feel like a good show to you? Was it top of the line, middle of the road, end of it? What do you think? It was very middle of the road to me. I'm not going to hold you. I will say after coming off of last week, that was a very high, high. So peaks and valleys. So today, this episode was very middle. I could relax. I could enjoy my vitamin water, which is now empty, but I have another one. And the caffeine is through the roof. So I had a good time, but I could have took it or leave, left it. Yeah, it felt like we were kind of, we've got a month until hard to kill. And that's Uh kind of how, that. if you had to title this show, it is, we have a month until hard to kill. Hard to book. (laughs) 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 I mean, it did start a but. uh, Two storylines to have something to do, like Tasha Steele's with uh, Mickey James, Till Hard to Kill. And um, I want, Z- not Zicky, I want Johnny Swinger to get his 50. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about that. That is that is our match of the night, clearly. <laughs> clearly, two of our favorite wrestlers, Joe Hendry and Johnny Swinger. Come on now. Match of the we're night. Gonna, we're going to start, as we always do, with BTI and our good old pal, George Iceman. What did Mr. Iceman have to say this week? He says, Josh Alexander has another plan to get a hold of Bully Ray tonight. He hasn't. I've been reaching out to Josh Alexander and I haven't heard back. And the rest of the locker room's been quite tight lipped. And I was like, George, buddy, I'm starting to think you're not good at your job. Journalism is my passion. It's not a good one. Sometimes you got to uh, take two weeks off and quit the business. And that's what George Iceman needs to do if he's not giving me any scoops before my show. He got the scoops, man. He's got the scoops. He got no scoops. His scoops were, I heard this, but no one wants to talk to me. If nobody wants to talk to you, then clearly whoever's feeding you scoops, not that great. Maybe if George Eisman was subscribed to Fightful on Patreon, he would have hey, 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 oh, just no, no, like. No. First of all, it's FightfulSelect.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. My apologies. I'm, I'm shilling the wrong thing. Look That's at me. Right. I'm fired before I started. <laughs> yeah, Iceman's been off his game, is right. We'll talk about FightfulSelect.com in a few minutes. Fightful on Patreon, we'll do it with you. Yo, throw the whole co-host away. I'm sorry, it's been real, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, there's, there's no one else I want to do this show with, so we're good. <laughs> Stick around. So wait, I win because there's nobody else. I didn't say there was nobody else. I said you're the one I like working with. So you're the you one that I want. Hell yeah. There we go. Uh, Shira took on Jack Price in a pretty good match on BTI. Nothing special, just a good look at Shira in singles competition. He gets a big win, has a sky-high bomb that is scary to watch because Mm. he lifts them up, and he's a big man. So good match. You know, Price gets a lot of shine, but at the end of the day, it's Shira's match, wins it. Nothing much to talk about. It was just a good BTI match getting some shine on Mahabali Shira. I don't think you have anything to add, do you? Same. But all right, let's move right into the main impact show. Edward Edwards takes on Delirious in the match that was, quote, supposed to be the main event from last week's episode. Well, funny thing about that, it had not been taped yet. But anyway, they decided they were going to run this match first. And this is actually Edward Edwards' first match since Bound for Glory. And I really like that it was versus Delirious, someone with whom he has a lot of of history. Uh, Good back and forth match. Really, really solid. Delirious just ate the shit out of Edwards' super kick at the end. I like the finish. Tiger Driver turns into the Cobra stretch, and then Edwards rolls back, gets the pin, and the win, and then all the post-match shenanigans. I guess we should, should we just write out the bat, or do you want to talk about the match? I mean, the only thing I have to say about the match is this crowd tonight, phenomenal. I think I might not have enjoyed this match as much. If they if the crowd wasn't cheering, where are your shoes? <laughs> Because I think that every time I see a wrestler with those shoes on, wrestler, I'm like, 
Where are your shoes? But the crowd really just being on the nose tonight, fantastic. But yes, let's get into the post-match because I do think that this match. Also, shout out to Delirious for trying to be honorable with Eddie Edwards. Literally in a group called Honor No More, maybe you don't watch the product. So Maybe he's not. Well, I mean, listen, does Delirious speak English? We don't know. He speaks Delirious. He speaks Delirious. So at the end of the match, the code of honor is adhered to, of course, until Eddie Edwards hits a diehard driver on Delirious. Yuya Yumura comes out. And Edwards makes quick work of him, just tosses him out of the ring. Oh. And then out comes a returning Jonathan Gresham. So the octopus is back in Impact Wrestling. They announced that at Hard to Kill, it's going to be Gresham and Edwards in a rematch. And Edwards kind of backed out of the ring, and that's it for now. I was, uh, first of all, I, I was surprised to hear that Gresham came back to Impact. Uh-huh. I was more surprised when Scott Demore tonight posted the graphics saying that Gresham signed with Impact Wrestling. So there's going to be some news coming out soon. When it happened, I reached out to Sean and, you know, Sean was was just uh, just as surprised as I was that Jonathan Gresham had made his return to Impact when they were taping. So uh, looking forward to seeing Gresham and Edwards too. What do you think of the return for Jonathan Gresham? And uh, are you looking forward to something in particular with him? I too was gooped. After seeing what little I do know of him, I thought he would be going to like even WWE. So to see him in impact, I'm excited for it. I think he is something that is needed. I'm a little less excited to see him wrestle Edward Edwards, but I don't think I've seen Gresham versus Edward Edwards one. So maybe it's good. I'm going to give it a shot as I always do, but sorry, um, my bad. It never happened. That first uh, match never happened. It did get thrown up. My bad. I had forgotten. They had a match. At WWR in 2016 that nobody saw, but my but yes, my my mistake. Edward Edwards and Jonathan Gresham has not happened yet. It was supposed to, it didn't. Go ahead. Well, either way, I'm gonna give it a shot because Impact has a really good habit of when I'm like meh, maybe, and they always turn it around for me for the most for the most part. What does it say? Like 60 percent of the time, it works all the time. So that's where I am with um Impact. I, I would like to see Gresham versus Alexander because yes. But let it build. Let it build. I'm gonna let it let it play out. I'm gonna let it play out. But I am happy to see Jonathan Gresham in Impact. It's actually like to me, that's a great signing. I'm here for that. It is. I'd love to see Gresham, you know, move his way up the uh, the ladder in Impact. Mm-hmm. And I think somewhere down the line, I want to see Gresham and Jordan Grace interact a bunch. Yes. Whether that's on the show or there's just something that kind of, whether they have a match together or something, I don't know. I don't care, but I want to see them kind of work together in the ring. I think that would be mm. a really fun uh, opportunity. I see in the chat, people saying like Gresham versus speedball, Mike Bailey, Gresham versus Josh Alexander, of course, uh, Gresham oh, versus, versus Bully Bailey. Ray. Everybody Good. wants that one. Of course. Everyone Gresham wants versus Bully, Bully Ray. Yeah, of course. Just like the size difference. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Why not? <laughs> are you too serious tonight? Is that the problem? Are we doing a serious impact review? I I am trying to turn over a new leaf for 2020. I can't even say that seriously. Yeah, you didn't I even, can't get, even like, say it seriously. You didn't get a quarter out of the way with that one. And that's I'm, I pretend like that, like you're not gonna like you didn't say that for serious. I've seen this bully ray thing is becoming like honor no more for me, and I'm kinda like I don't want to see it no more. <laughs> and it just bully started. No more. Bully me no more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about Bully Ray in a second because here we go. We're backstage with Josh Alexander and Scott Damore. Josh is putting over a speedball. Mike Bailey says the match last week was, you know, it was a banger. We all know it was. The whole night was all about commentary and everyone putting over the match between Josh and uh, and, and speedball. And then Josh is like, I'm going to go back out there and I'm going to call Bully Ray out. And Scott Damore is like, no, you're not. Like you had the match of your life last week, but you have the fight of your life at Hard to Kill. Says Bully has a match. Josh, don't go out there just for once. Just take me at my word. Don't do it. And then Tommy Dreamer walks in and he's like, I want to apologize. And he offers his hand. And Josh Alexander's is like, no. And Scott's like, listen, Dreamer is not dishonest. He doesn't lie. He got caught up in this, blah, blah, blah. And then Josh implies that, D- that, that Tommy Dreamer is in on the whole thing. And I like that. I like that they're still giving you that little wrinkle that. Josh is a little paranoid after everything Mm -hmm. that's happened. What do you think of this backstage or before we go to the match with Bully Ray and John Schuyler? So I do like how Scott Demore kept telling Josh Alexander, last week I let you do it. Let me do it my way this week. I gave you full faith and control. Have faith in me as someone who runs the company. When Tommy Dreamer walked out, all I could say, yo, what are you doing, Grandpa? Like, 
in, in confines of the story, it's like, yo, what are you doing? You've already messed up. And now you're trying to, you cannot fix this. I get it. I truly do. In the confines of the story, I get it. You, you're like, yeah, you did hire him, but I vouch for you. So I'm just as bad. I'm just as guilty. But at this point, you're making things worse. And you're going to make people believe that you do have a hand in it. Later on, we find out maybe, maybe not. But even then, it's like, what are you doing? Because even if you say in not to trust Bully Ray, what makes you think you could trust Bully Ray? It, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop. <laughs> and I see it in the chat that, you know, Josh has had the same problem with his temper and it's a long-term issue. And I like that. It's true. Mm. He has that temper problem. And if he continues to, if he continues to operate like that, it can lead to his downfall. And currently yeah. it could lead to his downfall at hard to kill. And people seem to be implying that that's the way it goes. I like the idea of it. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, an interesting matchup when we finally get there. Yeah, no one's looking forward to it, but I think you and I have talked about it so many times. With Bully and Josh, it feels like it'll be a walk and brawl. It's not going to be a technical classic. It'll be something totally different for Josh Alexander. Yeah, because I think every last couple of defenses he's had to wrestle, wrestle, and Bully Ray is not that guy. He's going to want to wear you down psychologically, go in there, have you mad, and he's not going to want a regular match. He's going to want to do whatever he can. Because like he did in the... um. I feel like there was a match he just did where he plucked someone in the eye and was like, I'm not dealing with you. Like, he's that guy. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And you're playing to the strength of of your opponent in this case, Mm -hmm. which Bully Ray, you know, he's not a technical guy. He's not going to flip flop. He's going to be the guy who who just beats people down. Right. Yeah. Hence, by any means necessary. Yeah. He's a bully, literally. (laughs) Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if between now and then maybe they turn it into like a hardcore match or they just Mm -hmm. have the, the. the referee show a little bit of leniency. Yeah. So uh, if that's the way that they're going to turn this match into something and en- enjoyable, I'm fine with it because I like how you said enjoyable, that was so professional. Of you. Well, because I'm not going to try and turn it into something like amazing or it's not going to be technical. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be good. I don't want it to be a garbage match. I want to watch the match and enjoy yeah. it. I think most, most people do. We can't really sit here and be like, I don't want this match to happen. Well, guess what? Sure. We're not booking it. So yeah, I'm trying to find ways to enjoy it. And my hope is that the styles that they employ are ones that actually make us want to enjoy the the story of the match. Bully isn't a bad storyteller. Mm -hmm. He's just not the wrestler that some people like in terms of style. And I understand that. Come on, Joel Pearl. This congeniality of wrestling. I don't don't bury people unless it's Ric Flair (laughs) and he's having his last match, damn it. His last match for the 80th (laughs) time. Go back and watch that. Kate and I, Kate, Kate and I definitely had a lot to say about that match back when we did the post show. That was July 31st, I think it was. Uh, I had a lot to say about that particular match. I'm okay. giving you grief, but I agree with you. If it's going to happen, I want to find something to be enjoyable. I want to see how this is going to work. Because if it's not going to be the wrestling style like a speedball, I'm going to want it to be that place to bully strengths and hopefully pull on my heartstrings enough that has me thinking that, is Bully Ray going to win this? And here's and the thing. Bully Ray is also in shape. Yeah, he you know, looks really good, all things considered. Exactly. Considering the amount of time he's been in the ring, considering mm-hmm. the the amount of just, the, for his age, first of all. Yeah. Um, just considering so many things compared to, say, oh, I don't know, NWA world champion Tyrus, Bully Ray's in damn good shape. I mean... He looks really lean for as long as he's quote unquote been away from like in ring consistently. Like he looks really, I would even say he looks better than some of the clips I've seen of him back in the day. He looks really good. He looks really good. Yep. Got himself into shape. And that's the sign of someone who actually gives a shit. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's pretty important at the end of the day. So uh, I could see, I could see the match being good as long as they play to the strengths of bully Ray in this case. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Bully had a match against John Skyler. Skyler, who recently re-signed a deal with Impact, a longer-term one. Congratulations to him. He's going to play a major role for years to come in Impact and in the near future. So keep an eye out. Bully just slammed the shit out of John Skyler and then Powell drives him and gets the win. Just the disrespect. <laughs> so much for everything I just said. John Skyler's probably just done forever. No, I wrote time. one word and it was squash. <laughs> That's well, it, was. It, was, it was sad, but... You know, after seeing what happened on Wednesday, anything could happen. So I went in there, like, literally, like, you never, it's wrestling. You never know. You never know. But you know what? Later on in the night, Skyler sits down with Hutch and have a nice conversation. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a team. 
And I think that that's going to be a very important, important thing moving forward. So out comes Tommy Dreamer after the match with Bully and John Schuyler. And Dreamer's like, I vouched for you. You denied my trust. And that, I think, and he says, Josh will beat you at hard to kill. And then Dreamer's like, I'm here to tell you that your friend, that our friendship is done. And then he says, we'll work together on Busted Open. He keeps talking about Busted Open. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to work together on Busted Open. We'll be best friends with Busted Open. Da, 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 da. We'll have a lot of time baby. on Busted Open. By the <laughs> way, Busted Open is a show that we do. And Impact, you should tune into Busted Open. Anyway, when he finally finishes, he says, Bully, I'm putting you on the spot since you like to do that to other people. Anyway, Bully then calls Dreamer jealous, calls him a coward and nobody. Pardon my coughing. Says, if Devon is in my shadow, Tommy Dreamer, you're 10 steps behind that. And then every time Bully went somewhere, Dreamer was the lesser star and Bully was the bigger star. Some say that Tommy Dreamer is a failure, a fat bastard, and Bully admits that he took out Ace Austin. So they cleared up the one thing that I've everybody knew, but I like that they at least made reference to it. Yeah. That's a start. Then Dreamer starts crying as he does. He's crying on TV, and then Bully calls him a bitch, because that's just what he does. And Dreamer starts to talk about his mom being in the hospital, and Bully's like, I don't care. And then Dreamer <laughs> That was goes, savage. <laughs> it was very strange, and yes, it was savage. Dreamer's like, I love this business, and he challenges Bully to a fight. Bully just laughs and leaves the ring, and then he says he's in Dreamer's head. So I guess we're going to find out soon enough, but I'm looking forward to possibly Ace Austin coming back from Japan and getting some modicum of revenge on Bully Ray. I mean, storyline-wise, I feel a little bit of sympathy for Tommy Dreamer. But he also looks like an Omega goober in this situation. (laughs) Like, you went to bat for this guy, for him to proverbially S on your D, poop on your D. Let me me change that. Poop on your D. Yeah, yeah, that's a different S in my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different different one, different one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. (laughs) After you were warning people not to trust him and then you try it doesn't make sense and it like it puts tommy dreamer in an awkward spot because now you want to fight because bully ray is right i mean technically bully ray never lied he did do sucker stuff to josh alexander but he did it to his face bully ray denied knowing who did it but he didn't say i or he did say i didn't do it but bully ray we know we can't trust him so that puts him in that box tommy dreamer you trying to play the middleman when nobody asked you now what you're gonna fight bully ray who's going to beat you up. I don't see what the point of this is. I don't see how this comes out. Unless, like you said, Tommy Dream is in on it. And that's some real deep rope-a-dope stuff. Ooh, I could see it. We'll see. I could see it. Yeah. Regardless, that was the end of the Bully and Tommy saga for the mm. night. We move on. The major players take on Decay, Crazy Stephen Black Taurus. Before the match even begins, Trey Miguel Lake takes out Crazy Steve. Tags is back. Oh my God, with the spray paint. Trey Not Miguel, cool. I love this. I love this, Trey Miguel. I do. I love it when a heel wins, but also not cool not boo not cool he getting that heel heat he get that heel heat for me to quote zicky dice we got heat <laughs> i don't mind living in a world where crazy steve and trey miguel have a match at uh hard to kill i think that would be a really really fun yeah. and entertaining match uh and and if you keep telling the story i like it uh crazy steve you know will eventually have to get his comeuppance on trey miguel in what could be just a really solid match for trey so i'm Absolutely. looking forward to that in this tag match, Steve is like, we can still go. Black Taurus is going to open the match, and he'll fight Matt Cardona to start. Later on, the finish of the match, Steve, Crazy Steve, tags in late. eats uh, a shot to the back of the head, which is great because that's what took him out in the first uh-huh. place. And then the double team finish that took him out was like a blockbuster from Cardona while he was up on Myers' shoulders as if he was going to do a Samoan drop. So there was, I don't know what they call it, but that major player's double team was really good. And that got the victory for them. Yeah, it looked super like, it was like a big move to really cement the match. I don't like Crazy Steve and Black Taurus losing because they have a special place in my heart. But it is what it is. And I think that in a world where the major players have screwed over enough people that when you do go for the tag titles, you get screwed out of it. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, exactly. And the major players were told earlier in the night that they are banned from ringside for that tag title main event. Uh, the whole reason we got to the 
to the match between Decay and Major Players was literally Crazy Steve making fun and then Major Players walking up and being like, what's so funny? And they're like, you're banned from ringside. And then Black Taurus walked up behind the Major Players and they got chased off. <laughs> That's like, honestly, simple, effective storytelling. <laughs> it's so strange because like we a few months ago, we were talking about Matt Cardona, like mm-hmm. maybe being the one to dethrone Josh Alexander. And now he's doing this comedy team with his best friend. I don't hate it, but it's just like how things have changed. And we know, you know, Chelsea might be going to WWE. Maybe Matt Cardona goes to regardless. It's just a really interesting dynamic that we've been set up for, for the next few months with them, or at least the next month. Who knows? It'd be nice if Miss Green came back, Matt Cardona, Jonathan Gresham, Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace. I don't hate it. I don't either. Gresham and Grace versus Cardona and Green. It's a good mixed tag to have. That'll be a stiff match. I would watch it because I I'd know Matt Cardona give it up. <laughs> I think I'd watch that. That's a good match to have. Uh, let's move backstage. Speaking of Jordan Grace, she's with Mickey James doing a contract signing. Scott Demore is presiding, puts over both women, and then Jordan is going to sign first, says, I'll say my piece in the ring. Okay. Mickey James, however, says Jordan Grace thinks it's a foregone conclusion that she's going to win and that Mickey James will lose and retire. But Mickey's like, I will not walk out of hard to kill without that knockout championship. Jordan just wants Mickey to have her moment, she says. And Mickey's like, I've had a lot of moments. I've had them against the greatest. And I've had moments that Jordan can only dream about. And at hard to kill, she'll have one more moment. And then in walks Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. And they call it a big sham. The last rodeo is a big sham because if the last rodeo was all about Mickey James defeating all of the knockouts and clawing her way to the top, she hasn't gone through Tasha Steele's yet. And I love this. Tasha Steele's laying down the challenge, being like, Mickey, I'll beat your ass anytime. And Mickey's like, I'll do it. Sure. I got a lot of time between now and hard to kill. And then Jordan cuts everyone off being like, nope, contract signed. No one's fighting. <laughs> and then Scott Demore's just like, no, you know what? It's a tag team match. So Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles versus Jordan Grace and Mickey James next week. What do you think of this promo? Uh, personally, I enjoyed it. Don't know where your head's at. Start at the top. When Jordan Grace was like, I'm going to just say my piece in the ring. I thought that was sweet, simple, effective. I don't know where Mickey James got. So you think you just better than me? Nobody said that. Okay. Maybe you feel in the pressure. Jordan Grace is a tough opponent. Like, I've, I I literally seen her murder Masha Slamovich like three weeks ago. Like, <laughs> she's a tough opponent. I get it. But Tasha Steele's coming in and saying, I'm the best to beat, the, I'm the greatest to beat the greatest. She's not wrong. She, you haven't wrestled her since you started your last rodeo. I do think that having it as a tag team, the will they coexist, take it or leave it. Maybe Savannah Evans turns on her. Not yet. I don't know. But I'd rather see them wrestle right before Hard to Kill. I would like to see that dynamic because I think I personally would put Mickey over, and that there's a lot of there's a lot of things to do there with that. But I don't like that. I don't know. I feel like it should have been done before they did the contract or before this. It's it's cool to have it now, but Tasha does bring up a good point. I just wish they would have done it before, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make it does make sense. It almost felt like they kind of forgot about Tasha Steeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it this, felt like an afterthought. Yeah, and then they kind of said, oh, we forgot about Tasha, and then she signed a contract, so we should kind of make her still seem like a big deal. You're mm-hmm. right. I agree with you. I just like the fact that Tasha Steeles' character would be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You don't, You, I may be losing, but I'm still better than everyone, so True. you got to face me. Little things like that I enjoy. But yes, I, I absolutely agree. It felt a little shoehorned in. Yes. Uh, but it it just works in the, for me, I think about the, the on-camera character more than the backstage. But I absolutely understand. And if you want to understand more about what we're saying, how about uh, you can subscribe to Fightful Select, huh? How about uh, your five bucks a month and you can get some very juicy Sasha Banks, or I guess she's now going to be known Mercedes Vernado. If you want Sasha. all the news on Sasha, on Sasha Banks, if you're a crew member and you want to get all the scoops, Go ahead, Fightful Select. We got you. Maybe you want to learn more about Mandy Rose and her release details. There's a whole lot going on with that conversation. Or if you want Dan the Dad interview notes because Dan the Dad's an incredible wrestler and you just want to learn more about him. Or if you're the 
voting kind of person and you like participating in the democratic process, the Fightful Awards are on now. There's going to be a show hosted in early 2023 with I can't talk anymore. Sean Rossap, Will Washington, and Denise Alcedo will be hosting a post show where they will announce the award winners. And who knows, maybe after their post show, maybe Jeremy Lambert and I will host a post show to the post show over on Fightful Overbooked. But you can't have your say if you don't become a member of FightfulSelect.com and vote in the Fightful Awards. Let's move on. Where are we? Backstage with Gia Miller and Speedball Mike Bailey. So he's like, Kenny Kings is trying to get under my skin. I'm not going to play his games, but it will have another match. And otherwise, I'll just continue to be my best and on my quest. But before that, before we had that interview with uh-huh. Gia Miller, they did a post-match little segment where after Speedball had that great match with Josh Alexander, everyone's cheering for him. And then Kenny King's doing this over-the-top trolley, Speedball, Speedball. Yeah. Cuts a big promo praising Speedball and then spits water all over Mike Bailey's face. And he's dragged out by security and everyone's just pissed off as if Kenny King got too drunk at the house party. What do you think of this whole segment with Speedball and, uh, and Kenny King? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I believe Kenny King is delusional. I am here for it. I like the idea that he's like, there's something there. And if, let's say Speedball really has like this big asshole heel character underneath which i think would be a complete 180 that'd be low-key here for but it's just coming off as kenny king you're bitter you're a delusional he's playing the part i would like to see it but then again i just want to see speedball wrestle so i like it i like that it's progressed i want to see where it goes i don't hate it it's it's a simple thing just wrestle this man again he doesn't play games he wrestles again we talk about it every week they're just trying to they're trying to find a way to to give speedball that that edge mm-hmm. you know he has that edge in the ring i think they want to bring it out of him in a promo because right now speedball his whole persona his whole demeanor is very robotic and i want to see what they bring out of him when he's pissed off i can see what you're saying about robotic it just gives me more like very wholesome karate kid to be a little on the nose to be a he little on the nose. <laughs> he literally turns on a dime and walks out of frame cresta he is a damn robot <laughs> but i took it as i'm disciplined so thank you for your time i'm out of here <laughs> i'm also very easily sports entertained so that's <laughs> maybe i'm not looking at it correctly that's how i took it that's part of a shtick 
M.A. Solko with the helper chat says, the king just wanted to help Speedball cool off after a 59-minute match. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, by the way, reminder, folks, get your super chats and your humper chats in humperchats.com. Any question, statement, right on the air with your donation. Let's keep going. Angels takes on Sammy Callahan. The design have new music. They have a new entrance, and I love it. I'm hopefully going to be speaking to Diener this weekend over at Greek Town Wrestling, and I have a million questions Heck about yeah. what's going on with the design. So I'm hoping we're going to have that conversation. Uh, the match is fine. You were talking about the crowd being into everything. Uh-huh. This was the one match it felt like they weren't super into until uh-huh. the end. Um, Agree. There's a few spots, a few good spots in here that I loved. You know, Sammy is basically trying to chase after Alan Angels the whole time. Angels faster. He's smaller. Uh-huh. So I love that. At one point, Angels goes for the Brody Lee discus lariat, and he does the tease, does the, the you know, the way that Brody used to do it. Uh-huh. And then it gets turned into the brain buster for 2.9. I love the little things like that. Angels paying tribute to Brody Lee uh, from his days in Dark Order and AEW. The frog splash that Angels does looks crisp, and then he goes for it again, and then he hits and gets hit with a Cactus Driver 97. That's it. Callahan wins. Um, after the match, before we get into the beatdown, there's actually a really cool shot that Impact had. It was both men uh, were kind of, they weren't facing each other, but you had Sammy in the forefront and you had Diener in the background. Uh-huh. And Sammy could almost sense Diener's presence and he wasn't celebrating. He was just on his knees and just kind of like something going on behind me. And I was a big fan of that shot. It looked really good, really evoked emotion. Before we get into the post-match stuff, is there anything from the match you want to touch on? So, first of all, Alan Angels' gear, I really was into the wings on the side. I thought they were fantastic. I like how Dina has become almost like Eric Young reincarnated. You're just very stoic. You're there. No matter what's going on, you are laser-focused. I did not like Alligate. Alan Angels losing here. I get it, but I don't like it. Because I feel like if you're going to – you, Sammy Callahan will be fine. If he loses here, I think it proves the further point that under Diener's leadership, the design is better off if you're going to go in that direction. Angels losing here, what well, you guys are gonna beat up Angels now? I, 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 he just got here. I don't understand why he's losing. So that's my only gripe. The match itself was fine. Again, I just don't understand if Angels was taking 90% of the match, why set me one here? Nothing against Sammy. I just think Sammy will be fine no matter if he wins or loses. He's like, he's like Eddie Edwards. They're going to love you in Impact, no matter what you do. Well, let me not say not no matter. If you beat up Scott, the more they might hate you. (laughs) I think in a certain way, they're trying to make Angels the new Diener. Because remember, as a triad, when it was violent by design, Diener ate all of the pins for that Mm, group. Not Eric Young, not Joe Doring. It was always the littlest guy. And so Angels is going to be the little crazy guy, yes, but he's going to eat a lot of pins. I think that's when where you we're put going. it like that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Well, just like Cody Diener, <laughs> you're about to get an eye jammy, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Philly 76 hits us with a super chat and saying, has anyone had a bigger transformation from their first time on impact years and years ago than to current day Diener? Like I said, I am looking forward to chatting with Diener this weekend. I really want to ask him about his early days in impact. I'm definitely going to ask about, uh, cousin jake because cousin jake is also on the card that i'm gonna see so maybe i'll get cousin jake and and, and cody diener together for one last rodeo have but either beer. way get a, yeah we'll have, we'll have a beer together but either way uh diener is someone that i absolutely love watching his progression and his transformation mm-hmm. uh yeah and we talked about it before on the show too right yeah. you were watching for a while when it was cousin jake and cody diener yeah and you were you know you, you had a lot to say about those two so what do you think of the change in, in in those guys? I think the only other person I've seen, his change to me has been more consistent from the Cody's cousin Diener to the kidnapping to really being fully integrated into Violet by Design to now leading it. It's been on this same steady upward linear track, which I like. I think the only other person who I've seen change more is Sue Young. Because Sue Young, Susie, and Susan that's iconic. They were all iconic for different reasons, better or for worse. I liked it. So I think that seeing Diener in this more serious, super serious, from seeing him parties, beer, doesn't matter. Win or lose, he was still fun, but now he's a super serious character. Hats off to him. Good on you. Like, I think at some point, 
if this goes the way that it is going, there is an argument to be made for Dina to go for the world championship again. Yes. And how many times have you and I sat here and talked about Dina having great matches and mm-hmm. being a great wrestler? Mm-hmm. This is his opportunity to lead a stable and it's his opportunity to be the front guy yeah. and to be the man. This is, it's going to take a lot for some people to see past the Diener from Violent by Design. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some people some time to just think of him differently. And that's fine. It's all about how the stories play out when it comes to the design and where they're going from here. I think starting with Sammy Callahan, who's been with Impact since, what was it? He came back in 20, I was there. It was a 2018 uh, in Ottawa. I watched his return. I literally have footage of him running out and pile driving huh. Santana or Ortiz through a table. I have to bring up the footage. I have it somewhere. But either way, that guy has been around for years in impact Uh has Sammy Callahan. Uh, He's got it. Yeah. He's got to take the ball and run with it. And I think that this is the beginning of that for Cody Diener for Diener's character. I will say too, even looking at him from violent by design, I think that that character was different enough from Cody Diener and cousin Jake that you can visibly see him in this role. And even if you can't, for Christ's sakes, he killed a man. (laughs) <laughs> right. like he killed a man for Christ's sakes still he murder fame, you know like gay fame you know for legal purposes gay fame but he, like he on, on TV he he took out the leader by by violence so if that doesn't make you believe I, I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know post post match we see Khan attack Sammy Callahan from behind Sammy tries to grab Diener but Khan grabs him back and just gives him a beating uh, Diener directs Khan to hold him up, and then Angels hits Sammy with a roundhouse kick, knocks him down, and then Diener steps over Sammy and sits on top of him. That is what I'm talking about when I say a new leader who yeah. takes the ball and runs with it. Little stuff like that, little acting like that, I like that. We need more of that from Diener. Yeah, I like that because it's really it's kind of cementing that not only am I a bad guy, I'm kind of a bastard. And I love it. I love it. I love it. He's going to go around and Start tinting his fingers and say, excellent. Yes. 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 Exactly. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Giselle Shaw's with Jay Vidal and we're doing slow walkways through the uh, through the venue, I guess. And icons. Then, uh, just icons. Giselle runs into Deanna Perrazzo and pitches getting the band back together. And Deanna's like, no, we're not getting the band back together. You weren't even in the band. In fact, you were Yoko Ono and you broke up the band. And then Giselle uses Yoko Ono Heat, calls Yoko the best Beatle ever. And I'm sitting here wanting to jump through my screen and just just go after Giselle Shaw for that one. I didn't get it. I don't know anything about the Beatles. So I'm like, I'm assuming that's bad. So without going too far into it, the media back in the day put all the blame on the Beatles breakup on the the relationship between John Lennon and Yoko Ono. John and Yoko had started dating. They were doing some weird shit because it was into the late sixties into the seventies. And they said that Yoko was trying to change the Beatles and ruin them. When really the story has been now for years, it came out that like Yoko wasn't doing anything bad. Yoko was just a woman in a relationship with John, but the media turned it into Yoko is the worst. Anyway, the point was that Yoko broke up the band and, uh, Deanna was like, like you should apologize, Giselle Shaw. You should apologize for ruining my best friend Chelsea Green's career. And then Giselle's like about to be like, I want to throw hands. And then Jay steps in and is just like, no, remind why you're here. We don't need to fight. We're here. Uh-huh. This is eyes on the prize. And I love that. He's here to like be anger management coach. It's very funny. Giselle says the tag titles, the knockouts tag titles are just sitting there waiting to be taken. And I'm like, thank you for undervaluing the knockouts tag titles. But anyway, I like this part. Dion and Chelsea have a rematch for those knockouts tag titles. And since Chelsea's not here and is nowhere to be found, Deanna needs a new tag team partner. So Giselle Shaw wants it. Let's go. I love it when we tie it together storylines. We got there. What do you think of Giselle Shaw and Deanna Perrazzo? One thing about Giselle Shaw, she is a resourceful queen. 
<laughs> she will find her way to weasel her way into stuff. I've seen her do it now three times. It's the second time she's done it with Diana Perazzo. And the first time she was doing it with um looking for a partner after Lish or whatever it is. She's like, I'm gonna weasel my way into a championship. And I respect it. She she did it with Jordan Grace when she was posing with the titles. She she's a smart girl. Also, I like David Dow's top. I need that in my life. Also, also. Being anger management, maybe he went to Joe Hendry's dungeon. He believes. <laughs> I believe. Do you believe in Taylor Wilde? At first, I was like, this can't be Killer Kelly. She just got I... here. They're not, they're not changing this gimmick. But then as I saw, I saw some piercing on her face. Like, Is this Taylor Wilde? For the first 10 seconds, I was like, they are giving Killer Kelly a tarot card and incense gimmick. And then I was like, oh, no, that's blonde. That's Taylor Wilde. So she pulls out these cards. The first one is the High Priestess. And she says, I am both masculine and feminine. And then she pulls the Three of Swords and says, my power is my shadow. And then the Queen of Wands. Without the darkness, there is no light. The sun and the moon are the next two cards. Without conflict, there is no victory. And then she pulls the final card and says, from the disillusionment emerges the Wild Witch and the card says the devil. I love you, it. You better stop. <laughs> All of that, you're gonna invoke Rosemary. <laughs> she gonna come out of whatever closet she's hanging out, and Jessica Havoc gonna come back. You better stop. <laughs> All I'm saying is Sue Young, if you're ready, Taylor Wilde's ready too. Go on a wild ride together. Wait, who did I say? Did I I, I thought I said Sue Young? I said somebody else. You said Rosemary, which is still right. Yeah. You can still do Rosemary. Yeah, I meant to say Sue Young, but yes, yes. Sue Young will come out from wherever she is and she gonna get you, girl. Or even worse, Susan come back. <laughs> so Taylor Wilde's been doing this like Wicked Witch thing for a little while on her mm -hmm. socials. And NMA Soko sends a super chat saying, have you guys seen all the wild kidnapping tweets? I haven't seen those because I, I kind of, I don't follow Taylor Wilde. I kind of mm -hmm. just, once in a while, something of hers will pop up on my timeline. So I'll go and like go back on the on the scroller. But other than that, I haven't seen these kidnapping tweets. I'm going to have to take a look at them. Okay. But, Kidnap? Uh, yeah, What's I know. What's happening to Impact Wrestling? <laughs> oh, it's, it's Impact Wrestling. What do you expect? They ain't killing Not crime. <laughs> someone just shivved someone three weeks ago. And buried a man two weeks before that. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens. I'm just, I'm looking at, at the, uh, I'm looking at her timeline right now. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Is a lot of stuff. Someone kidnapped her. Maybe Deanna, maybe Sue Young. I'm I will always get a cheat pop out of Sue Young. So if Sue Young pulls up, all you're gonna hear from New York, the Bronx, Sue Young, <laughs> Sue Young. That's gonna be me. I can't wait. I cannot wait. If it's Sue Young, ah oh man, it's over. Everything is all messed up. Oh, here we go. She tags Sue Young in this video, Girl. and Sue Young is in this thing. Girl. Now, did she tag Impact Wrestling? Shouldn't tag Impact, but she. Uh, I think maybe we'll see Sue Young. I'm not mad. Listen, I will say, out of all of the promotions that do spooky supernatural, I like Impact's the best because it's yeah. either really good or it's super goofy, and that's what I like. <laughs> well, speaking of super goofy, how about you leave a thumbs up on this video? That's huh? not. We're goofy. super goofy. That's I mean, that's cool. great. We like goofy and not goofy. Look at these thumbs. They're pretty goofy. You know who else is goofy? Literally everyone in this tag match. But Pendergruder <laughs> teams up with Joe Hendry. By the way, I believe in Joe Hendry. I Same. did tweet that tonight. I think he should know. He did like the tweet, so clearly he uh, he, he recognizes. Um, Joe Hendry followed me on Twitter. I believe in Joe Hendry. He believes in Chris. I can't wait to take his seminar. <laughs> Amazing. A match made in heaven. It's took on Swingman and Zicky Dice. And this match starts with a promo from Joe Hendry, who's like, Swingers Dungeon? I don't know what kind of sick things go on in there, but I hear a lot of screaming and slapping, moaning and whining. And Hendry's Dungeon has one joyous sound. It's the sound of we believe. And then he does his whole, I'm 252 pounds of positivity, yada, 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 yada. Commentary brings up the fact that they're doing the Swinger 50 match win thing. I thought they were just going to blow over that and just ignore it, and that's it. Same. When when Hannafin brought up the 50-win threshold for, for 
swingman, I was just dying. I was like, we're going to do this. I thought so, too. Dude, there were twice in that match. I was like, y'all really good. Do it, you cowards. <laughs> Let's go. Josh Alexander versus Swingman. Let's go. Swingman is 30-91-1 going into this match. He hasn't won since February 2021. Do you know who the last person Swingman beat? I want to say Shark Boy. You're not far off. It's Falaba. I forgot he worked there. Well, he kind of did once upon a time. He doesn't. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> so he beat Falaba in an episode of BTI in February of last year. So going out of 2022, there's a possibility that Swingman goes completely winless in singles competition. But here's my problem. Why are you going to bring it up on commentary if it was a throwaway line? Scott DeMore said it. And then and then have Moose come interfere in the middle of the match, which I loved his suit, by the way. That was a really nice Blue Royal suit. Yes. It also matched Joe Hendry's attire, which made things very strange for me. I mean, Joe Hendry is a fashionable man. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> it's just more of all the colors. It's just funny that everyone matches in that segment. But it's like you get Joe Hendry to run off to the back. First of all, why are you cutting a promo in the middle of the match? Your 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 teammate, that's not very oozy of you, if you will. Not very motivational speaker of you. At that point, I was like, it's an out. Everyone's protected. Do it, you cowards. <laughs> they did they not do did it. it. <laughs> I was so I you have maybe a Johnny Swinger sympathizer. So now I'm like. Do it. What what are you waiting? What are you scared? What are you scared of? You got bully Ray back. You can't give the 50 wins to Johnny Swinger. There's still time. There's, There's still, still time. time. <laughs> so, like you said, Moose comes out and tries to take out Joe Hendry, grabs the chair. Hendry's on the mic the whole time and just like slowly walking up the ramp and out of the arena. And then Gujar handles both Swinger and Zicky Dice. Hits the gargoyle spear on Swingman, pins him. But we're still going for 50 wins, baby. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen it, January. Let's go. Hard to kill. He's going to have just, he's going to be like, Scott, I'm going to get myself booked on a bunch of local indie matches, baby. And it's going to be impact sanctioned. And that's how I'm going to get there. No. And Swing Man will have worked none of them. <laughs> Don't be a coward. Do it on television. No. I want to see it. Of course we see it. Yo, we could start with Tommy Dream. <laughs> so by the way, well, actually, I would like that. Um, so we didn't cover IPWF and I know you didn't watch it, but when mm. I saw the, I haven't watched it either, by the way. Um, but when I saw the match card, two things that popped me immensely is, so you know how every character, every wrestler has a different character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tommy dreamer doesn't, he wrestles as Tommy dreamer. Cause they're a throwback promotion as if they're from the seventies. Tommy dreamer okay? would have been wrestled. <laughs> so Tommy dreamer comes as Tommy dreamer. And the only other person who also gets that distinction is Johnny swinger. <laughs> <laughs> I want to root for them both so bad, <laughs> especially Johnny Slinger. But if they have a throwback show where Josh Alexander is Tim Bird, but you are Johnny Slinger, <laughs> that's the title match you need. Tim Bird versus Johnny Slinger. That's right. I'm here for it. Please. Please, please. My birthday is May 2nd, Scott DeWore, please. Scott, if I see you this weekend, we'll have a nice long chat. (laughs) (sighs) All I see is that meme in my mind of, hello, young fellows, how do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, fellow fellow young people. (laughs) Youngsters. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So, Scott. So we talked about Skylar and Hotch. They're going to be attacking now. The only thing I want to point out is that they seal the deal with the brother-brother handshake. The little, the little three-finger handshake. The little handshake. hand, hands, hands, hands. <laughs> such a stupid... They, they think they're the good brothers. They're going to be the good brothers junior. And I'm so, so excited for that. I have seen in wrestling that as long as you've got a good something going on that's memorable, a catchphrase, a hand signal, oozy, whatever it is, if they could get this over with something... I think this will be really over. This is kind of funny. And they get the little hands. Oh, that's going to be even funnier. I think this this has potential. It's there. The potential is there. Oh, we'll see. Steve Macklin's backstage and he's like, I tried to do everything by the book and do it to a T. Get everybody home. That was the reward. And he says, Mm -hmm. that's not the thing here at Impact. 
I've beaten every champion and there's no reward. So it's time to change the plan and do it by any means necessary. He says, Rich Swan, you're in the wrong place, the wrong time in the world of the wrong guy. Tag him, bag him, mayhem for all. So it's going to be Swan and Macklin next week. Looking forward to that match. We also have Diana and Giselle versus the Death Dolls for the Knockouts Tag Titles and Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus Jordan Grace and Mickey James. So two Knockouts uh, Tag Division matches next week along with Macklin and Swan. I'm looking forward to that. I think Macklin is absolutely right. Macklin has done everything you've asked. He's beaten all these champions, and yet he comes close but still doesn't face Josh Alexander. Everyone keeps skipping him. Everyone's jumping the line. and I understand. Sucks it has to come at the expense of Rich Swan. I mean, beat up Eddie Edwards, <laughs> but uh, still time. there's still time. There's still time. But um, I understand. I understand. And if Macklin has to go on a super violent tear, it sucks that it got to start with Rich Swan. However, I completely understand. I understand because I'm frustrated for him. Yeah. And, and we see it in the chat. Macklin's been 100% right this entire feud. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. And mm-hmm. that we said it here as well on our show in past weeks. Macklin's not wrong. He is 100% justified. He deserves to be in a title match. And he's getting more and more frustrated as he doesn't receive them. So I feel like whoever wins at Hard to Kill in that world championship match, Macklin's going to come out afterwards. Oh, yeah. And beat the shit out of them. That's the the only way I see Bully Ray winning. And I'm like, darn, I'm okay with the outcome is if Macklin comes out and beats the crap out of this old man, the senior citizen. (laughs) Even, Even if Josh Alexander retains. You have True. Macklin come out and just it's, it's such a hard hitting match. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets that heel heat because he beats the shit out of Josh Alexander because he's doing it on his time. I kind of don't even feel like it's heel heat because he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, it's true. Well, we're at the main event. So folks, get your super chats in, get your humper chats in because this was a really fun main event for the yes. Impact World Tag Team Championships. Motor City Machine Guns challenge the champions, Heath and Rhino. We have new Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban win the match. And they're also holding the New Japan Strong Tag Team Openweight Championships. Champ, champ. Before we get into the match, I want to point out Ace of Bays made it to the finals of the New Japan Super Junior Tag League. That is going to be a big, big thing when they come back to Impact. And I feel like the strong tag titles are going to be in the wings waiting for them to face Motor City Machine Guns when they're back. Um, I don't know if you got to see any of their matches in Japan, but just your immediate reaction to Ace of Bays making it to the finals even. And maybe they didn't win, but at least they they went deep. I love that for them because we have said previous times and I've been very vocal about I don't like Chris Bay losing all the time. I get it. And now that you guys have put them together, sorry, they've had their ups and downs. But I feel like if you're an avid fan of professional wrestling, sometimes, not sometimes, I feel like people go to New Japan, it gives them a, a different sense of legitimacy that no other place can give it to you. And them coming back here to come to Impact, I love the idea that they could maybe take it all off of Motor City Machine Guns. Because again, like Sammy Callahan, that's a group that'll be fine even in defeat because they're really they're really good. So I'm happy for Aces of Bays. I would like them to come back and just be. What's a good word to say? I want them to run roughshod over the tag division and impact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm a roughshod. Let them, yeah. So, so Emmy Solko saying Motor City placeholders, Bullet Club for life. Just like this show is typically Cresta and Joel. 1.44444,000 views. <laughs> Listen, we take it. We take it. We take it. We, we take, take our 1,400. It's fine. If y'all want to get more people watching, we'd love to see them. Bring them over. Tell them about the show. Share the link in the uh, in your social media circles. Why not? Hell yeah. Anywhere you got it. Be all like, hey, Scott Demore, you should uh, watch this post show. And then he'll be like, oh, I see it. It's awful. And we'll be like, all right, let's talk about this. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> if, I, if I ever see him, I'm just going to be like, daddy, I mean, sorry, Scott, I need to ask you, do you watch the post show? And then he'll just be like, who are I'm you? Walking away. I'm walking away. <laughs> I don't even know this guy. Security. I am security. <sighs> I like this match because you have Heath. Firstly, reassessing the game plan. Uh Last time it was 
the smaller tag team of Motor City Machine Guns just running circles around Heath and Rhino. This uh-huh. time they realize they're bigger, they're stronger, they can outpower Motor City Machine Guns, and that's what Heath does right from the get-go. Uh, the guns eventually do use their speed. They corner Heath, get him in the corner uh, of, of the Motor City Machine Guns. I love the double-team move that they do where they compress Heath's neck into the, the uh into the corner, into the turnbuckle, uh-huh. and then hit kind of that double um, dropkick scenario. It's really good stuff. Um, Rhino gets tagged in and just starts talking a lot of shit. <laughs> He's Rhino's just yelling at these guys. And the I'm crowd was eating it, it up. The crowd loved it. it. <laughs> yeah, this was a hot match. People really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and then a lot of bigger men beating down the littler guys. That's just where they were going, as we talked about earlier. Uh-huh. Rhino hits a massive gore on Chris Saban. It's not enough that he goes for a second one, but Saban counters it into a sunset flip, gets a three count. Surprised that Rhino ate the pin. More so shocked that Motor City Machine Guns won the tag titles on Impact's Thursday show. What do you think of the match? And uh, what do you think of the outcome? New tag champs, Motor City Machine Guns. I want to know if you noticed that I felt Heath and Rhino were wrestling a little bit heel, especially when Rhino tagged, when he tagged himself in and Rhino stepped on, um, I think it was Saban's forehead. I'm like, ah, I understand you want to rip him apart, but I thought it was like some sort of mutual respect. I really thought Heath and Rhino were going to retain. Nothing against Motor City Machine Guns. Absolutely nothing against them. <clears throat> but I kind of feel like Heath and Rhino just got the titles. Like, Am I bugging on that one? Didn't Rhino just come back maybe two, three months ago? And like, why? I get it. I get it. Kind of. Because kind of. But at the same time, like, what do you now do? Because Rhino, like I said, especially Rhino, was wrestling heel this match. Also got to give a shout out to that move where um, Saban got on Shelly's shoulders and then got old boy like in a DDT and then slammed it on um, Heath. And then he still kicked out. I was like, I thought that was the end. I was like. I could not believe it. But yeah, also Rhino eating the pin. Doesn't happen. Yeah, not often. Not here. So so to your first point about uh, Heath and Rhino working heel, when you're the two bigger guys in the match, mm-hmm. you kind of have to in this case, right? Because you, uh, you're the bigger guys. Got you to assert your dominance. Yeah, you have to assert your dominance. And there's no easy way to be the bigger guys and not look like you're, you know, beating down the smaller guys. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Um they did just win the tag titles not too long ago, but the story always was we want those titles from honor no more. Right. And they got them from honor no more on their way out. So it was really the closure to that story without really having an idea of what was coming next. And then a lot of things changed with honor no more, you know, ending their sit, their stint with impact Mm -hmm. people moving on, uh, people coming back to impact people going to WWE Vince McMahon stepping down and triple H taking over in WWE also opened a lot of doors that weren't open before to other okay. impact wrestlers. I'm not, I'm not breaking any news or hinting at anything, in no, particular, no, no, got you. but it changes. It just changed a lot of uh, overarching stories that were going on. So the Heath and Rhino were never supposed to be this like big, long running story as tag champs. The idea was always, Rhino comes back. Rhino gets his his revenge on Honor No More. The tag titles just happen to be the prize that they capture. Mm-hmm. And now we move on. Yeah, they I were mean, belt warmers. In in that scenario too, then I guess there is. So let's say it changes from Rhino Motor City Machine Guns, and let's say for the lulls, Aces of Bays. Oh, I, couple, I would say that's next. Yeah, the Sorry, next I'm couple just... of people who like challenge them can say, we want to bring prestige back. Y'all playing hot potato with it. So I guess that leaves that open up as well. There's also, there's always a lot of, um, a lot of thought between does the belt make the person, does the person make the belt? And I True. really think it's a fluid conversation that depends on who's holding it and what the story is, mm-hmm. right? It's never, it's it's never a binary decision it's never like the world champion makes the world championship or vice versa it's always it ebbs and flows depending on who's yes. holding the titles um my only issue when it comes to that is the knockouts tag titles because i feel like those are just kind of there there hasn't been a big meaningful knockouts tag team story in a long time it kind of feels like an afterthought especially when you have like 
good competitors, but kind of like Franken teams. I have to yeah. say, like the last time I felt an impact that there was like an actual knockouts tag team champion was the inspiration. Or was it the, they were formerly the iconics, they then they were the inspiration. Yeah, they or became the, the inspiration. Yeah, yeah, the influence is somebody as Madison Rain and Tennille. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure yeah, yeah right. you got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, so th that's kind of where I'm at with with the the knockouts tag division is one thing, but the regular tag division, the men's tag division, they're um, they're kind of resetting and reevaluating. Mm -hmm. I think that adding Skylar and Hotch is a big deal, okay. um, especially if things happen in the next few weeks uh, with Bully and the title match and all that stuff. I think we'll see. Uh, I think we'll see some really cool stories kind of evolve. I'm I don't want to spoil anything for anyone because I know what spoil. happens. Not happening. If you want that, Fightful Select on the weekender, they do that. I'm not going to do it here because we're not we're, we're reacting to the show, not to the things that we already know. So uh, that's that's impact. We have new tag team champions. Motor City Machine Guns hold it once again. Uh, overall, like you said, it was a warm show. It was a kind of a placeholder, but it was good. Yeah, like I said at the top of the show, it's hard to follow up on the high that was last week, not including the Josh Alexander match, which was just the cherry on top. There was that 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 show last week was good. This was pushed stories along, very middle of the, pushed stories along, very middle of the road, and there's nothing wrong with that. Jesus, am I am I having a stroke? Probably. What what is happening? <laughs> we got two weeks left in the year. How wild is that? It's crazy, baby. But I'm excited. Nice. I'm excited though, because impact. I. I I will say that it's been a pleasure covering it this year. And I was one of those people like, I'm not watching Impact. And now I'm like, you know, an educated wrestling fan should watch Impact. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for next year. I can't wait to see where things come. And even though I have my preconceived notions about Bully Ray, I'm excited for that match with him and Josh Alexander. So the top of the year is really going to set the tone. So thank you, Impact. <laughs> 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 and again, I think the I think the hard to kill card from Impact is going to be mm. uh, such a a different showing and different styles that people are going to find at least one or two matches to buy into and and make the sell for them. Because again, not everyone's going to want to see Bully and Josh, but they'll probably want to see Eddie Edwards and Jonathan Gresham, or yeah. they'll want to see Jordan Grace and and Mickey James. That's another one that is such yeah. a well told story that has been stretching on separate planes for so long that they're crashing into each other at the right time. Yeah. So there's going to be a, a lot of that coming up in the next few weeks. I'm looking forward to hard to kill. We got a month to go. We got a lot to talk about. And until then, Cresta, let's get out of here. Where can the people find you on the internet? If you still have Twitter, if it's still up by the time you see this on your YouTube or wherever you get your video streaming services from Fightful, you can find me at Cresta the Star on Twitter. There's a link tree in my bio where you can find all of me on the internet. And then you can find me on the internet by typing Cresta Star in your browser. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. No, Twitch. I am on TikTok. I talk about wrestling. You can also see me Thursdays here with Joel Pearl, number one stunner the best impact wrestling guy that doesn't work for impact wrestling. Cause he's the greatest. Um, and on Saturdays, you can see me at 4 PM with gaming gone weird with Jules, the human, where we talk about all things weird and video games. So hopefully I'll see you there. I know your news myself and Joel Pearl today on Thursday, Joel Pearl, where can they find you? Cause I'm running out of things to say. Scott, if you need someone to replace George Eisman, I'm right here, buddy. I got gotcha. you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Atrial Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Have a great weekend. My week starts now. Cheers. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.